0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision.
1: Without doubt you've been hearing increasing alarm over the intensifying drought conditions that are affecting much of Australia. Well, the hot and dry conditions are affecting water resources in all the states. Every state in Australia has encountered some level of drought over the last several years. and some areas... In northern New South Wales and southern Queensland, as well as in WA, South Australia and the Northern Territory, are equal to the driest on record, and some say the worst drought ever. Well, according to the Weather Bureau, there are intensifying drought conditions over many parts of the country, especially the northern half of the Murray-Darling Basin. Northwest Australia is also dry with a delayed monsoon onset, contributing to below average rainfall as a whole. Australia's total rainfall is, catch this, 24% below average. We are in the grip of a severe drought and Christian leaders are calling Australians to pray for rain. The team at the Canberra Declaration is calling the nation to pray and fast for rain in the month of October. It's endorsed by James Condon, the Chairman of the National Day of Prayer and Fasting, along with Christian leaders, churches and Christian ministries all over the nation. Well, a couple of special guests joining us to unpack things that are going on over the next month in during this month of October. But in this next hour, Warwick Marsh from the Canberra Declaration is coordinating the call for prayer through the month of October. And also joining us today, Dave Jackson, who is founder of Western Care Ministries. He's a pastor from Gilgandra who's been supporting farmers for decades. Both of these two gentlemen joining us and uh, we've got some plenty, uh, plenty of uh, very Uh, intense things to talk about. To you, Warwick, a special welcome along to 2020.
0: Great honour to be with you, Neil. Thank you.
1: And Dave Jackson, a special welcome to you. Uh, Great to be able to have your insights today.
2: Yeah, morning, Neil. Great to be with you also. Uh, Let's start
1: talking. uh, I wonder if I just come to Dave here for a moment. Dave, you're based in Gilgandra. You're a pastor there of uh, church. Uh, you've been working with farmers uh, for decades. Uh, give us a, a lot of an, in, 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 a, in a nutshell, uh, insight into what's going on around your community.
2: Very dry. In short, Neil, very dry. Yeah, yeah. Um, I no longer actually pastor a church. I travel extensively now as a uh, district leader. And um, the drought has been our um, main effort over the last six years looking after the farmers that are doing it a bit about this way. Uh, We have, as you mentioned, a uh, a charity, Western Air Care Incorporated, and uh, we've been delivering hay and whatever we can get our hands onto as far as fodder goes to the farmers now in this particular run for about six years.
1: Okay. Now, the bottom line here uh, is that it's a very, very serious drought, some towns about to run out of water. Some towns, as I understand it, have already run out of water. Uh, Dave, what's your impression of the towns that are surrounding you and do you travel to some of these towns where water is at crisis level?
2: Yes, we do travel to a few of these towns. Uh, well was one such town that ran out of water back here a little bit. Mandoran, another little town on the Castleway River, it ran out of water. Fortunately, they got a couple of bores up and going around the Walgett area, apparently, and helped rectify it. But the water situation is fast becoming uh, as bad, if not worse, than the feed situation in a lot of areas, particularly northern New South Wales, right acro- across the top of northern New South Wales. Very dry, and the water problem is becoming a real, real issue.
1: So this is something here that affects not only farmers. Sometimes farmers get the focus when there is a drought, but when there are whole towns and there are people who are in business where there are families, there are all sorts of effects that go beyond uh, what we might anticipate ordinarily as maybe a failed crop or dying cattle, uh, because uh, the whole uh, mental health of an entire community is at risk. Uh, Warwick Marsh, if I bring you into the conversation here, uh, clearly you've been monitoring things along so closely uh, with a recognition that unless something happens, uh, whole communities could be lost and uh, people in communities certainly facing all sorts of challenges, not only physically but mentally as well. Uh, What is the importance here in the idea of a call for prayer?
0: Well, Neil, we have been um, praying for the drought, and I'm sure you have and many others have been praying for the drought for, well, probably at least a couple of years now for sure. Um, But I haven't felt a strong release to, to really launch out um, in prayer uh, for the drought uh, it was really I've been meditating about this for a number of months um, the Catholic Church has run a, th- uh, a month of prayer and fasting for, in October for the last three years and this is the fourth year they weren't going to do it and I felt that what they started to do with a month of prayer and fasting in October was a very good thing and as it came closer and closer I thought well this is the time We have a crisis. The crisis is getting, you know, more dire uh, as each day goes on. Ibdubo literally will run out of water within a couple of months, um, some say next month. Um, And so, you know, you've got these major towns. uh, Right now in Warwick, southern Queensland, I think everyone's in Warwick, which is another very large town, uh, is down to 20 litres per day per person. So this is emergency conditions, um, and many of these big towns are about to run out of water. So you've got the situation with farmers who are running out of feed, uh, running out of water for their stock, but now you've actually, actually got humans who are running out of water. So this is a very serious situation, and we consulted with a lot of Christian pre-leaders, a lot of Christian leaders. Um, uh, you know, Glenn Davies has come back to me, an archbishop of Sydney, and said, yeah, Warwick, go for it, um, as have uh, many other uh, major Christian leaders. And so we've, we're launching out, and we're calling for a month of prayer and fasting right through October. We'll be providing uh, daily devotionals uh, for with, from Christian leaders, Aboriginal leaders from all over Australia. And it's great to have the partnership, I might add, with Vision Radio. Vision Radio have offered without me even asking to actually push these devotions out and really make a real beat the drum for the farmers, for the bush, to bless the bush in October. So I'm really, really uh, you know grateful and really we also want to promote dave jackson because this good man's doing an amazing work i'm in the city of wollongong but this man's out in the bush right in the middle of the dry country he's burying uh farmers that commit suicide which of course is a terrible tragedy but one a, di- one a week of committing suicide out there in the uh in this drought affected area and we need to do something practical but uh back to you um uh, Neil, because I'm sure you've got a few more questions.
1: You know, uh, we'll get on to those farmers who are committing suicide because that really takes us into yep. the dreadful effects of what happens when there is drought. And I do also want for listeners to be aware that they can make a donation towards helping farmers through this uh, organisation that Dave Jackson leads, Dot org. But I also want to mention, too, that uh, there's a call there for people to get on board with this prayer for uh, the breaking of the drought during October. You've got a special uh, Revival and Rain webinar. That is on this Thursday night. So to mention this early in our conversation, no doubt we'll mention at a time or two while the conversation unfolds. Uh, back to you here, Warwick, in the sense of uh, this Revival and Rain webinar, it's on this Thursday night. Uh, people can access that and no doubt people who are right in the heart of some, some of these communities that are being devastated by drought right now will be wanting to participate. But you want to take that wider uh, to people all over the nation uh, Give us an insight well, into the
0: what's planned is, um, So so we're launching This, I mean this has come up pretty quickly In a sense because we're sort of in some ways We've been hoping it's going to rain by now you see So um, we're launching This at this 11th hour moment uh, For October to pray And fast the rain but this Thursday we actually, this is the official digital Launch and Dave Jackson Will be on the program on um, uh, On Thursday night Along with another some uh, a prayer leader Jenny Hagar, um, a gentleman named um, uh, Jeff Darley from uh, the National Day of Repentance in the USA. He's been a long supporter of America. And we'll also have Chris Brough here who will be talking a bit about the freedom issue. So the camera declaration's main job is to fight for life, for freedom, uh, the marriage, the family issues, uh, the faith values. And yet we, o- we often, from time to time, go into this area where we are trying to address and help People, we we did that with the floods in Queensland. We raised money for the floods in Queensland back in 2013, um, and here we are now we're in the middle of a drought. And we want to actually raise money and and get people to support Dave Jackson and his wonderful work. Uh, and yes, this Thursday, uh, people can go to the Camera Declaration Daily Declaration website, and um, or they can email us uh, at info at cameradeclaration dot org au, and they can get access to that. Uh, to that uh, particular um, webinar. You'll have to register for it. Um, But please, yes, we'd certainly like to, um, um, uh, you know, put that out there. What I might do, just to make it easy, is I might send you a link... To the uh, the thing on the webs on on our website. I think if you've got um, the link
1: on your yeah. uh, on your uh, Canberra Declaration website, that'll be the easiest for listeners to access. Uh, we'll talk some well, more well, about that as the hour unfolds. Uh, yeah, let me come will, back to yeah, yeah. Dave for a few moments, and uh, we did mention that uh, you're in fact burying farmers who are suiciding because of the severity of this drought. Uh, Dave Jackson. Apparently, uh, two of those farmers just recently took their own lives. Uh, just uh, how are these things uh, uh, bubbling along in the bush and uh, affecting families in such a distraught, uh, dreadful way, like this?
2: Yeah, Neil. It's not good when anyone takes their life, uh, let alone when someone takes it because of the uh, of the drought. But it is affecting a lot of people and um, some of them just can't see any way out. You know, some of them are fourth and fifth generation farmers and they feel terribly guilty about the fact that they've uh, failed. When they haven't failed, it's a drought. And uh, they think the only way out is to uh, commit suicide. Unfortunately, it's not the way out and we're trying to prevent that. Uh, rather than have to uh, bury the poor farmers, yeah.
1: And hence the good work that you do in your Western care ministries because uh, you're carting hay and no doubt there's all sorts of other support that comes when you arrive and you've got a smile on your face You've got a handout to be able to support and no doubt a listening ear when there are real challenges being faced. Take us into the typical sort of meeting you might have with a farmer when you're arriving with your truck and you've got hay on the back and you recognise that these people are in really uh, despair at that point.
2: We try to put together a bit of a program, that not only... Helps the farmers, but it also helps the community that they're living in, whether it be a smaller town, a bigger town. Uh, when we go in to do a, a major drop of hay, we might have two or three road trains of hay to go into a particular spot. We, uh, we always make contact with one of the locals. We work through the rural financial councillor in, uh, in Walgut. In this case, on our last one, we did it come by chance. Just a little place between Walgut and Tilliger. Not a very big place, but farmers all around it. We buy what we can buy from the little local store in Come By Chance because uh, we put on a barbecue for the farmers as they come in to collect the hay. We've got jumping castles and slippery slides for the kids to play on. We do fairy floss. Uh, We do some hot chips. We have some live entertainment. We have everything going that just gives the farmers and the community a day out to forget about the drought. And the beauty of all is a lot of people come along, not just to get the hay, but to bring their children along and to be a part and just get their mind off the drought for at least one day.
1: So it's a breath of fresh air. It's yeah, a, a of fresh air It's a gathering and where people come together and uh, you've put on this uh, almost a celebration so that you can honor farmers for the good work they're doing recognizing that they're going through a tough time uh, empathizing with the fact that things are not good and uh, that in itself is a quite a therapeutic thing is that the way it works Dave?
2: Yeah it is like anybody who likes to eat meat. Um, could help by getting in to support a farmer because if we don't have uh, our farmers producing meat, whether it be beef or whether it be lamb, then uh, we could be eating anything from anywhere when we can produce some of the finest stuff in Australia and we need to keep them alive, keep the industry alive so that uh, we don't have to import all kinds of food from all around the countryside. But one of the comments that was made to us at this last, gathering we had at Cumberchance, and we probably had 90 to 100 people come along during the whole day, not all there at one time, was that uh, they appreciate the fact that they've got some hay, they appreciate any groceries or any um, vouchers that we can give out, that's all very good, but to know that someone's thinking of them is what really hits their heart and hits it hard. So the idea of the whole thing is to not just bring a bit of hay or to bring a bit of hope, but to bring the goodness of God into the situation because I believe wholeheartedly God is the answer to every circumstance. Every man, woman will face on God's earth. God is the answer. And if God looks like a bale of hay when it arrives, that'll do me. And it affects and has a good outcome on the people.
1: Well, I want to give this website, and I'll do it frequently through the hour as we talk about what's going on in country towns around Australia, at westernaircare.org. That's the ministry that's led by Dave Jackson, uh, who we're hearing from this morning as one of our guests, westernaircare.org. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020. On Vision Christian Radio. Two special guests with us this hour, Warwick Marsh from the Canberra Declaration and also Dave Jackson, the founder of Western Care Ministries. We are talking about gr- drought and uh, much of Australia in the grip of drought. And for some, this is the worst drought ever. So one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. 316 316 love to hear from you. If you're in a town that's being affected, not just farmers, but we'd love to hear from farmers too, but towns where business is drying up, where people don't have the same level of optimism, not a skip in their step when it comes to the things that are happening in their town, uncertainty gripping you. 1-800-316-316. We'd love to hear from you. In fact, before we take it any further, let's take one call. Lee is on the line from Cardwell in North Queensland. Hi, Lee. Welcome along.
3: Uh, good morning, Neil, Warwick and uh, Dave. Uh, I'm a retired farmer and uh and from Familiar with Western Queensland, routed areas around Blackall, in and across the Kimberleys and the Territory. And uh, I'm now a Christian, but while I was farming, I wasn't a Christian. And my God was the bottom line; the dollar was important. So we worked whatever day there was uh, available to work, and Sundays was a working day. Uh, and I'm going to suggest to listeners that uh, possibly we've got into the habit of. Uh, letting pioneering pressures uh, keep us away from our relationship with God and our uh, duty, our rightful duty, to uh, give him the time that he requires since he takes care of us on the other six days. Neil, uh, I'm going to suggest that it's a wonderful thing that Christians get together and pray for rain because this uh, shows that we have compassion for those who are doing a tough and in really terrible, tragic circumstances where they have to truck water into towns. But I'm also going to suggest that it could be a wonderful time for Australia to return to the Lord through... Uh, a salvation prayer and uh, I'm bold enough to suggest that we could pray a salvation prayer over the radio waves of vision today so that anybody listening who's not already uh, a part of God's program and a part of God's family could join that if they wish to do so. Lee,
1: uh, we'll keep that thought in mind uh, for the end of our conversation but uh, to pick up on a couple of things that you've been talking about here and and perhaps bring Dave into the conversation. Uh, No doubt, Dave uh, Lee strikes a chord with some of the things uh, that you're seeing, Uh, but this idea that a lot of farmers, uh, you know, the dollar is their God, and they're not so concerned about what's going on so far as God is concerned, but when rain is not there and there are no crops or their livestock are dying, uh, does this do something in the heart of the farmer? Does the heart of the farmer all of a sudden... uh, look for another way instead of just uh, the dollar at the end of the day uh, does this actually switch on something in the heart of the farmer what are your thoughts dave
2: not always neil okay Uh, i'd like it to but it doesn't always i did a funeral for a lady 58 years of age died of cancer in the walgett area a couple of months ago and the husband said to me at this point in time jacko God's not in my equation or not in the equation that I am thinking about at this point in time. Not because he doesn't want him there, but most people don't fully understand the goodness and the love of God, and it's until somebody leads them in a prayer of repentance and they come to acknowledge Christ as Lord and Saviour that they begin to understand and trust him. So the responsibility is, yes, on the farmers, but it's more so on the Christians that are out there getting out the message that God loves them, God is infinitely interested in each and every one of them, putting them into a position where they can come to acknowledge Christ as Lord and Saviour, and then from that point on they can grow in Christ and grow and understand how God loves them, how God works, and that the bottom line is God can see us through this time of difficulty because he is the only one that can look after life and limb. So it's a matter of us getting the message out there as well. All
1: right. I want to thank Lee from Cardwell for making some great points, and we'll keep that prayer in mind for the end of our conversation. Uh, Thanks so much to Lee. Uh, Let me bring Warwick Marsh into the uh, conversation once again because there's an interesting thought that develops when you listen to Lee And then listen to Dave in his response. Uh, The idea that there are farmers on the land doing it so tough and there is drought conditions uh, and they're not all as interested in what God might do in this situation. It may even be the case that they could be blaming God. For the drought that's going on around them and saying, well, how could this loving God? You come, you turn up here and you've got a smile on your face and you're saying, God, Jesus loves you, uh, but here I am and there's not a blade of grass alive, uh, and uh, my livestock are dying. Uh, there is a certain sense here in which people could be uh, actually blaming God for a drought. Uh, What are your thoughts here, Warwick Marsh? Because there's some important scriptures about drought and uh, the way that, you know, in some sense, uh, God shuts up the heavens. Uh, And so it could be that God causes a drought like this. How do you actually get the farmer's attention when there is drought uh, and then this call to prayer that uh, there might be rain that might save the farmer? What are your thoughts here, Warwick?
0: Mm. Well, look, you know, the two realities. Number one is that our, our country is a land of droughts and flooding rains. So we've got very, uh, we've got big oscillations in rainfall. We've got, uh, you know, fires. We've got floods, and, and that's just the nature of Australia. It's a very harsh land. It's the driest continent on earth. The other side of the equation is uh, in the Bible. It does actually say uh, that 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 at, at times, certainly at times in history, it says that the Lord has shut up the heavens. And I do believe in the heart of heart that god is trying to get our attention and myself and dave um are really united on this that our greatest need actually is the reign of the holy spirit we need as um as our friend from uh, north queensland cardwell said he said we actually really need jesus more than anything else we need jesus but the problem of course is which which is elucidated by dave uh, and and also lee in cardwell is that most people aren't aware that they need God. They're blissfully unaware, and and so Jesus cried out uh, as he was dying, "Father, forgive them for learning what they do." So we are acting as emissaries, ambassadors for Christ. At this moment, we are praying for rain, but we are praying more so for salvation for this nation. We are praying for this nation to repent. Two Chronicles seven fourteen says if my people that's the people of god that's the people in the church not the not the people outside the church but the people inside the church will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways and uh seek my face then will i hear from heaven forgive their sin and heal their land so it's for the christians at this present moment the the call is for christians to pray to fast you can fast uh you know you might fast one meal a day you might do a vegetarian fast whatever you do it might be do a juice fast, um, whatever you want to do, do something through October. Pray for God to pour His Spirit out in this nation, and at the same time, pray for the rain to be poured out for our farmers, because we are here. Uh, to show the love of christ as david has pointed out we're here to show that god tell them that god loves them god cares for them we do too and that's why i love what dave's doing with the western air care ministries because he said if god looks like a bale of hay he'll take a bale of hay out there and so we want to help these farmers at the same time we'll be running out to uh in october and uh we will hope to be giving you some reports right through October as we as we do these things and we're inviting listeners to join us in the bush as we pray for the farmers and also we want to take some some trucks of special trucks, extra trucks of hay up there into these drought-affected areas. And so, yes, uh, Neil, it's great to be on your program. And again, thanks for your support.
1: Interesting, isn't it, uh, when we talk about the contrast of what God might intend when there is hardship and drought, uh, to what we expect that God might do when there is hardship and drought? Because this idea of the benevolent grandfather-type God, who uh, you know just pours out uh things that make us feel comfortable that really n- not necessarily the impression that we get from God and uh, you mentioned that scripture there in 2 Chronicles chapter 7 Warwick where uh, where we talk about this you know if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways I'll hear from heaven forgive their sin and heal their land but the preceding verse in there says when I shut up the heavens so there is no rain, or command locusts to devour the land or send a plague among my people. Then he says, if my people who are called by my name. So this idea of hardship uh, this is not something that we need to take uh, lightly here or or uh, ignore the fact that god actually is potentially here uh, causing an opportunity for people to turn to him if i bring you into here this day uh, when you arrive on the property and uh, no doubt you've got that smile on your face and that bale of hay represents the hand of god as a as an outreach into the farmer's life uh, you know is are those sorts of questions being asked Do people blame God sometimes that the drought is on?
2: Some blame God. Some plain don't understand. Um, And I'm talking about farmers who are experienced men. They've been on the land all their life. Like I said, third, fourth generation people. Uh, But I haven't heard a lot of people blame God. See, when we talk about God closing up the heavens... uh, to, to get a message across, there Dave, I'm going to have through. to
1: just cut in here for because we're about to go to news. Uh, let's see where listeners might be taking this conversation today. Let's uh, first of all hear from Val in Mackay. Hello, Val, welcome along. Oh, hello,
4: it's Val. Um, good morning, Neil and your guests. Val,
1: the what party. are your thoughts?
4: I'm so pleased that they're uh, having this uh, month of prayer and fasting in the seminar because it, it is urgently needed. And as I've said before on this program, I believe the um, physical state of a nation reflects its spiritual state. And uh, I, I feel we, we need to do repentance on behalf of the nation, uh, especially for these abortion laws and other things that have gone through. Uh, but especially these abortion laws, we need to urgently do prayer about that.
1: Val, uh, you're making some important points here, and I'll bring Warwick Marsh into this because uh, this idea of a nation that needs to repent as we call on the name of the Lord to bring a a drought-breaking rain. Uh, What are your thoughts for Val Warwick?
0: Look, Val, congratulations. Um, I can hear the passion in your heart and your love for Jesus vow uh, um, Yes, we as a nation, uh, 2 Chronicles 7.14 puts a responsibility on the people of faith. Um, it's not for non-Christians to repent. We have to start the repentance as believers and cry out to God for forgiveness and intercede. Just as Abraham interceded for Sodom and Gomorrah, um, Ezekiel says, uh, the Lord says, I look for a man who would stand in the gap. I look for a man and a woman who would stand in the gap. And that's what God's looking for, I believe. And yes, right now we need to come before God uh, in humility, which is fasting and, and repentance, and say, God, forgive us for our sins, forgive us for our lethargy, forgive us for the things we haven't done, and God, heal our land and be emissaries of love with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and, and reach out in a practical way, as David is doing currently right now with the farmers and showing them the love of God by giving giving them things that... that, that that show that God loves them and of course as, as David, Dave Jackson famously said if God looks like a bale of hay I'll take a bale hay, of hay out to those farmers to show them that God loves them and God cares for them
1: Val from Mackay thank you so much for your call our talkback line open 1-800-316-316 let's continue to take some calls here let's hear from Alison who is from Jinjin, Mount Perry in Queensland hello Alison, welcome
4: Yes. Good morning,
1: Alison. What are your thoughts? What's happening in your community?
4: Uh, well, in our community, well, I'm actually a farmer's wife, and um, my husband works away off the property, um, and so when he's away, I'm responsible to manage everything. Now, I've it's been really. This is a cause very, very close to our heart because um, both. Of the properties where we have our cattle, uh, one we have no water and no feed. Um, the other one we have plenty of water and no feed and we're just about to go to these properties. Well, today when my husband comes home, he's just come off night she we just go straight out there and, uh, we'll be, you know, going out to check the cattle and probably bringing them home to this other place. But, um, we've also got mustering horses, so um, we're feeding, uh, we're carting water, um, and um, every day we have to look at the state, you know, of the animals, and it can be depressing. I really, and I'm—I mean, I'm not saying that I've ever thought of suicide, but I really, really understand how people can be brought to a desperate state in times like this. And I just say the things that have helped us the most in over the years and we have really been struggling for some time, but is people who just listen and care. And then we've had a few people who've come alongside and worked alongside us on the farm and they've only been there for a week or two weeks, but it has been the most amazing help just to have that person there to lift your spirit. We've also had a drop of hay and things like that and other help which we never, ever thought that we would do but that has uh, had that to sustain us.
1: Oh, Alison, it is so good to hear you call in and reflect on these things that we've been talking about today. I'd love to bring Dave in for uh, his thoughts and perhaps even his encouragement for you in this time. Uh, Dave, what are your thoughts for Alison as you hear what she's sharing?
2: Alison I completely understand where you're at I know the difficulty I know the challenges that you're facing and we'll put you and your husband on our prayer list which is extending every day but Alison hang in there God is the answer and if you can just keep trusting God I believe God will make a way
1: Allison. I don't
2: know what that way will be but God will make a way
1: Alison, thank you so much for your call. 1-800-316-316. Love to hear from you if you're uh, like Alison in Jinjin, Mount Perry in Queensland, and doing it tough right now as uh, you're in the grip of drought. Uh, Just to pick up on something here, Dave, the idea that, uh, you know, you've got farmers who are desperate... Uh, that was a word that Alison used desperate uh, for help desperate to be able to keep their head above water Uh, this idea of Christian believers this desperation word needs to come into our vocabulary because sometimes if you're in the city and it's been raining over the weekend uh, that you might not feel as though things are as desperate as they are in the bush Uh, what are your thoughts for Christian believers and getting to a point where you appreciate what it is that desperation means we need to act now
2: desperation does mean we act now in fact neil i think it is the church's finest hour to stand up and be counted for what we believe and i'm not just talking about any particular denomination anybody that calls upon the name of the lord as lord and it needs i believe to be concerned for the state of our nation someone mentioned first the natural then the spiritual i believe that also the spiritual state of a nation reflects the natural state of the nation Our nation needs an absolute outpouring of God's Holy Spirit for people to repent and come to Christ. But it is up to the Christians to be involved and to get out there and to get the message across.
1: Okay, let's take another call. Jenny is on the line in Portland in Victoria. Hi, Jenny. Welcome. Hello. Jenny, what are your thoughts? Uh, Can you give us a little description of what's happening in your community?
5: My community is very green. We're very fortunate. We have under under average rainfall, but we're still very green. So we're okay. not in that problem. But what I was ringing about was um, a couple of things. First of all, I just want to read this little thing about Kenneth Hagen, who had a big healing ministry. Okay. He was praying for his wife for healing. Um, she was very, very ill. And Jesus appeared to him, told him that she's going to live and a bit more. But then he said something else to me that I will never forget, he says, I did this, son, just because you asked me to. You don't know how I long to do for my children if they would only ask, if they'd only ask me and believe me. Many times they beg and cry and pray, but they don't believe. And I cannot cannot answer their prayers unless they have faith because I cannot violate my word. And how often I long to help them if only they would let me by taking me at my word and bringing me their problems, trusting me to undertake them. So, well, I feel like at the moment you're painting a picture, which is the true picture, of barrenness and death. If we are asking for good, solid rain to bring um, grass and food for the cattle, food for us, water in the dams, water in the rivers, start picturing what we're asking for, which is faith, in my idea.
1: Jenny, good thoughts in there. Warwick Marsh, this idea, when we're connecting desperation, as we have been, with the idea that there needs to be an ask to God. I mean, the idea of trust, the idea of having faith... It might be expressed in the idea that you might actually take a moment or a month to pause and actually ask God, because uh, if you are leaving it to someone else, uh, that really isn't an expression of faith at all, isn't it? Is it?
0: Mm, mm. Now look, um, it's Jenny, isn't it? So, thank yep. thank God for you. Um, and yes, I love Kenneth Hagen, and I believe in. You know, Jesus said, "You'll have whatever you say." Not what you think, but what you say, and we need to speak out words of faith. I'm actually believing, Neil, for the rain to fall, and uh, I, I believe David would have the same, same heart. We're actually Amen. praying to, to a God that will hear us as we pray, but because this is a national situation, I don't think it's just up to me and Dave to pray. We have to engage the whole body of Christ in Australia. And I'm very excited by the, by the response from church leaders. I'm expecting even more response from them. And there's something very powerful. I mean, this is a national issue. It's a national problem. Every state in Australia, as you pointed out earlier, Neil, has had some level of drought in the last uh, 18 months, several years. And uh, this, you know, for us to see it, the other thing we've got to remember, to see a, a, the real drought break, we're going to have to have you know, six months of above-average rainfall because the, 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 the subsoil is so dry. So this is a pretty big call. We're not just praying for one shower of rain. We're actually praying for a total change of the seasons in the face of the fact that the, the Bureau of Meteorology is saying that it, it, it's going to be dry, it's not going to rain, it's going to be hot, there's not going to be, don't expect too much rain. We, myself and David are believing for a miracle, but that miracle will come as we get the whole body of christ to pray because it says in the scripture in um psalm 133 it says um blessed is when brethren dwell together in unity there the lord commands blessing even life forevermore and there's a life and a release of faith that comes when people agree together jesus also said "Where two or three agree together in my name uh, it shall be given to them. And so we're in a process, and this is a big process, and, uh, of calling the nation to prayer, getting the body of Christ to, to join together, asking them to run prayer meetings, asking them to join with us uh, in our daily devotions. Um, but look, uh, the more the merrier. And again, thank you so much, Jenny.
1: Thank you Jenny. 1-800-316-316 if you'd like to join in our conversation today and uh, hearing from listeners. Uh, Interestingly it's green around Portland. Uh, There are some places though where they talk about a green drought uh, in some places in Victoria and uh, not sure how that's developed. That's uh, reflecting on some things there from some months back but uh, the idea that some communities, even though things look green, Dave, uh, they might be struggling just as much because it's just not enough moisture to actually uh, raise their crops or keep their livestock alive uh, you've you've no doubt come across people who've been in that situation
2: yes we've come across people who've been experiencing a green drought I know it's a bit of a conflict of words but it is so true uh, <clears throat> the place can look green but that's just because they've had a recent uh, cloud break over the property or over the area like there's Spots around a place called Canamble that we go through when we deliver and hay. There's spots around there where there's some wheat probably, you know, a foot high, just about to come out into the head because they got an absolute downpour out of one cloud burst that just affected that whole area. Anything a kilometer outside the area that it fell got not one drop of rain. Yeah. Yep. Now it's green. But unless they get more gra- more rain, rather, they're not going to make grain, they'll have to cut that for hay. So a green drought is a reality. It's just insufficient water to bring it to maturity, and so therefore the crop is lost.
1: Let's just deepen this a little here, because while we're talking about farmers and uh, you know a, a, a uh, almost a glimmer of hope with a downpour of rain, and uh, as you say, uh, it's not enough to produce a crop, the anxieties that come because of the circumstances like that, and no doubt farmers have been dealing with this. Uh, over the centuries here in Australia. But when you're in the grip of a significant drought like this today, the anxieties for the farmer are really, really dreadful. And, of course, as we mentioned a little earlier, just recently you've conducted two funerals for farmers who've suicided. And undoubtedly there are many, and I think you're doing something like 60 funerals a year, or you were, uh, anxiety in these communities is pretty significant, Dave.
2: Yep, you can feel it when you drive into the community. Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. And this is what we're seeing. Over communities, you can feel it. And people that would not call themselves Christians feel it also. Businesses are closing down or they're putting staff off. Farmers aren't spending the money that they would normally spend. So the whole community suffers when there's a drought or there's a lack of rain or a major catastrophe of whatever sort is like this. And everybody... Feels it. It's it's uh, it's not an isolated case. Everybody in the community feels the effect of drought, and this is the area that we are trying to minister to uh, with uh, every opportunity, every bale of hay, whatever sort of food we can get to the starving stock, because I believe we can make a difference.
1: Well, Dave, you are the hero in our conversation today in the sense that uh, over the years now you've delivered more than half a million dollars worth of hay uh, to farmers yeah. who've found themselves in those desperate situation and uh, when you deliver that bale of hay it's like you're delivering a bale of hope uh, it might yes. be hope that uh, that just allows another week another two weeks, another month but this idea yeah. that hope comes with the extended hand and hope comes when people know that there are Christian believers praying uh, this idea of hope, give us a little insight into just what how powerful that hope is
2: Well, it can change people's lives. Um, We've Over the years, we've had different people that we've put on what we call a suicide watch simply because they were showing signs that weren't good. There's a couple still on it. And we ring them, we talk to them, we tell them we'll be back, we try to encourage them. But when you take a load of hay to a farmer, whether it be 10 bales, 20 bales or 5 bales, that farmer knows he's right for a week or for 10 days, or for two weeks, or whatever. And that makes him sleep well at night. It's when he doesn't know which way he's up that he starts to feel threatened, he starts to feel alone, he starts to feel isolated. And the hope that a bale of hay can give, and mind you, that bale of hay not only represents God, it's hope, it's love, it's healing, it's everything that the person needs once a person comes to a point of understanding the goodness of God. So it's just delivering hope in a bale of hay that makes the farmer hang on for another week, another fortnight, another month. And if we could all get together and beseech God and shake the heavens with some prayer, who knows, mid-October it might start raining. Some people will remember, others won't. Others will say, thank God it's rained, let's get back to normal life. But others, I do believe, will remember somewhere along the line, God's people did something.
1: I think this is actually one of the most significant things that the believer on their knees praying for rain and when rain comes a drought is broken and the livelihood of the farmer is restored does more than all of the millions that the government may well be preparing to hand out in welfare. And to give uh, listeners just an idea of just the extent of uh, what's happening so, fa- so far as the number of farmers affected, as far as I'm aware, There's somewhere in the vicinity of 24,000 farmers who are now eligible for a fortnightly payment. And so there's a certain sense in which that welfare uh, creates a little bit of that physical hope uh, dave but uh, the real hope can come when there are christian believers on their knees and the drought the drought can break uh, that's where the the challenging thing is for believers today to perhaps even make a preparation for what they'll be doing during the month of october uh, october is going to be an important month for this what do you got planned dave for, for october are you are you really going to be on the bandwagon of getting believers to pray
2: Absolutely. I've got a conference halfway through it that I want to attend. But uh, I believe that um, our our faith must have wheels, must have arms and legs. We've, We've got to get out there and make it work. And that's definitely what we'll be doing. We'll be looking with whatever funds we can get our hands on to deliver some more hay, to deliver hope, just to sit down and talk to the people, just to be there for them when they're in the hour of crisis. Uh, look, we're not going to back off October because we're getting close to Christmas. Uh, it'll be uh, all guns blazing come October for us one way or another.
1: No doubt you'd like a few duplicate Dave Jacksons uh, functioning around the country, uh, Western Care Ministries. Are you primarily just around New South Wales? Have you got connections and networks throughout the nation and different places?
2: In some areas, we do we haven't pushed it too far simply because we haven't had the funds or the uh we have our own trucking company that my son and son in law operate um I still do a bit of driving when i uh when I need to but uh if we could get other people on board with something like this they they if they've got hay available or if they want to take a fortnight of their holidays and come out and spend a bit of time with us just going around, or if uh, trucking companies or anybody at all that can add to our resources, give them my phone number, let them know, because I'll tell you what, I'll use them.
1: Okay, we are running very short of time. I do want to live a moment here, and, uh, and I'm going to just sort of, uh, Warwick, I'm going to ask you to pray, but it needs to be a very short prayer short and to the point and uh, I wonder whether you could lead us uh, in uh, no more than a 45 second prayer uh, for for, uh, for rain for October and uh, just for farmers and for people in rural communities. Thanks Warwick
0: Father in Heaven we thank you for uh, Vision Radio that have, are reaching out to help the farmers and to publicise this call for prayer. We pray a blessing on the team at Vision Radio, Neil and the whole team and the release of funds for their important work Blessings on Dave Jackson and Western Air Care Ministries as he takes out bales of hay to the farmers. Blessings on him. And Lord, particularly, Lord, that you will get the word out about this call for prayer and fasting for rain to break the drought and to see rain and revival come to our nation in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. And I want to uh, give those two websites. Uh, the first one, for those who want to do something practical, a financial donation, uh, that will be a real blessing to farmers, org. That's the Western Care Ministries website for Dave Jackson and the good work he's doing, westernaircare.org. And also the Canberra Declaration. If you simply Google Canberra Declaration, you'll get the website where you can register for that Revival and Reign webinar that's on this Thursday night. Uh, some special guests on that webinar, Jeff Daly, the founder of the USA National Day of Repentance. Also Chris Broyer, a well-known Christian barrister and uh, proposed uh, freedom of religion uh, legislation Inquiry. He's uh, across those sorts of issues, so it is a an issues and prayer uh, webinar. Uh, some other guests, uh, Dave Jackson's going to be also part of that from Western Care Ministries and also Jenny Hager, uh, who's one of Australia's great prayer leaders. Uh, that's going to be happening this Thursday night. You need to register to be a part of that. It's uh, the Revival and Rain webinar and simply Google Canberra Declaration to be able to uh, register to be a part of it. Uh, to our two special guests through this hour warwick marsh and dave jackson really appreciate the two of you and uh, thanks so much for updating us today on
0: 2020 god bless you man all the best thanks buddy before you go thanks for listening there's lots more great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au and remember vision is listener supported